Carrie's here to uh, <laughs> hey, see Carrie. us uh, do a little podcast. Here's what you missed last week, nerds. Yeah, so back to that bookstore. Um, you basically it was this hole in the wall bookstore, but you go in, and they it's like they have every book imaginable, like like new copies. And uh, I bought a couple books, and it was uh, cutting edge radio here. It was into the castle. Mm, we're gonna talk about books to open up the uh, second half. Here. Into the castle. Coming up next show, fertilizer. What is best for oh your lawn? Mulching. Now, now look, right now you're listening to a quality program. Tweet us at the podcast at the underscore podcast. I'm curious to get your dick on it. Tell us to shut the fuck up. John, 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 John. Matt. Oh my Matt. gosh. Great. I admire Matt. I admire your garlic sauce. Tweet us. Snap us. Matt. At the underscore podcastle. At nerd.35. No. Turn down Matt. Two people doing this podcast invented it. Oh my gosh. Tweet us at the podcast. Okay, I'm just going podcast off the floor. Oh my gosh. It is like fucking bonkers. Kumsay, Kumsay. Oh my gosh. Come on, who got it? Shut the fuck up. Get your dick on it. Our house smells like my Italian grandmother has been cooking it. Carrie is cooking up a storm in here. Why? What's the case? There he is, the big guy. We're on the uh, Whole30 diet. No sugar, all that kind of crap. No bourbon. It's good stuff. Yeah, tomato, tomato soup, and some some jelly. Hey, you know what? No, I'm gonna be in Atlanta. Hey, you know what? No, a lot of sugar and tomatoes, just so you know. Just kidding. Oh my gosh. It's it has to be natural sugar. Really, we John. are uninformed. That's uh that's good stuff. Yeah. Hey boys. Oh hi Matthew. Oh. What's going on, Matthew Clark the Shark? Can you hear me okay? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. <laughs> Looking good. Sorry for the tardiness. I spilled a whole Trash can of bird seed all over the place. <laughs> Did the birds just get nuts? Yeah. No, they were already nuts. They were flying. They discovered another tree. It was wild. And I guess all with the, the animal food you could spill. Yeah, I mean, I guess they were chirping. He calls all the animals in, and that's what happened when you spilled the bird seed. The birds were chirping so loud, they were trying to communicate with me, and I feel like what they were trying to say was feed us. But when I come here on the air and I see John's face and Bob's face, the communication I'm receiving is tweet us. At the Underscore Podcast, we're here for a history hour, the first one in about two and a half months, and we're all very excited to do this show. Welcome back to the program, our most beloved, dearest, and uh, strongest guest, Mr. Bob. Oh, my gosh. We still can't say his last name. Bob, um, the question that the world wants to ask you tonight is, how you doing? Doing well. It's funny. We don't oh. say Bob's. Let's go, name. baby. He said his full Can't. name on shows he's not on before, like referencing his <laughs> stories. We have, you have, and our my phone's been tap, wiretapped since then. So and I don't let's... say my friend Bob. I say my friend and his full name. I don't know why. <laughs> like it matters. Yes, your phones are tapped, and uh, there's open investigations on both of you. Uh, yes, and it's not good. Um, <laughs> it's so not what good. Are, what do we want to talk about tonight, boys? This is a history hour. What's the uh, what's the topic that I have you want a to question? Um, does anyone know how long it takes one of those miniature albino lizards that are all over the place down here in Florida? How long does it take them to starve to death? 
Uh oh. Uh, probably three and a half days. I got shady over here, going crazy, wanting to kill one, and it's like hiding behind a framed picture in my house, and I could easily just crush it, and I just can't bring myself to doing to do it. I w- I would just cut up some lettuce and some uh, some some red little tomatoes, baby tomatoes. Where do I get that at Publix? Maybe sprinkle it with some paprika. It's like a lot of so. Words. I, I wanted to talk here, about then. this. I was in Hawaii getting married this past week. Yes. And uh, I'm driving. Thank you very much, Bob. We were driving around the island on the last day. We had like nine hours to kill. And I came across this sign, and it was MacArthur State Park. So named after MacArthur. It was cool. And we drove up a little bit more, and I see Fort Elizabeth, but it was in Russian, State Fort. And I was like, oh, it's an old Russian fort. So we parked, we walked there, and there was nothing left but the flagpole. But you could still see where the fort, like, was. Yeah. Now, Russia, I guess, colonized, they mobilized some troops on the island. Um, but my question is, Hawaii was kind of up for grabs in the 19th century, uh, but the U.S. took it. Is it better that we did rather than Japan and Russia? I think so. But why did Russia, like, hold their grasps on that? And I read more, and it was because the Hawaiian government kicked them out. I find that funny that Hawaii kicked out Russia, but they did. And uh, I didn't know Russia had a troop presence there, but apparently they did. I did not know that either. That's that's really interesting. And yes, thank God we have it. And Russia and Japan don't. They don't. And we were driving up. God, That's like the tiniest just throwing out the largest. Right. And I was driving. Yeah, right. Oh, my gosh. And I was driving up the road more, and yeah, we right. lost. We missed the turn. I was telling oh John gosh. last night, and the road be, just became a gravel road. And then I see U.S. military missile site keep out, and there were barricades, and like uh, there were a lot of barricades, and then a checkpoint. And I was like, we have to turn around right now. Are those uh, nuke missiles? You. you think there? No, those won't be nukes. Those are defense sites, probably. I like like, like, like you, the Nike missile sites used to be. Clark, yeah. Did you just yeah, see that's... signs and you were like, we got to get out of here? Or did like an authority figure come and tell you to get the hell out? Oh, they no. sent a couple 50 cal rounds for the windshield. Yeah, there was a couple. Yeah, Jet's dead. Um, <laughs> yeah, like right upside both sides of your car. It was like. <laughs> no, I saw, I saw yeah, signs right. and I was like, let's just, we got to get out of here. Yeah, I right. mean, obviously I, was, I wasn't breaching anything. I wasn't in any trouble, but uh, it was be, best to turn around. You don't want to find out. I didn't want to find out. Um, but 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 being in Hawaii has uh, reinvigorated two interests of mine, two passions. One is the film series, the TV series Lost, and the, which yes. is a passion apparently. And the other one is uh, World War II. And if you think about Hawaii, it was not a state yet during the Pearl Harbor attack. And what? those bastards really – Hawaii became a state in 1959. But the Japs oh hit God. us at Pearl Harbor – annihilating pretty much the entire naval fleet. Oh my but Bob, gosh. how quickly did we build that fleet back up and go after it? I mean, you read about months later, we're like in Okinawa. Yeah, within months. The only ship they weren't able to uh, to bring back after that was the USS Arizona, which remains there today as it sunk on that, on that morning. Uh, they even, the Oklahoma was the ship that rolled over when it got torpedoed and trapped, I think about 500 sailors inside and they all died. Wow. Uh, they were to roll that thing back over, and within a year, that thing was uh, fighting again, and it was kicking really some, the Oklahoma. Kick, it was kicking some Japanese ass. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. 
Yeah, that, I, that was that was the big deal to get all those ships back in action and put them back in the Pacific Fleet to fight in the war. It was uh, very symbolic. That's amazing because I've been I, I've always been more fascinated with the European theater. I mean, I always thought that was more interesting than the Pacific. But I've been reading a lot in the Pacific, and that was that wasn't Vietnam. They don't have helicopters going in. I mean, they had it was a rugged, rugged terrain that they're navigating with, like fighting against guerrilla warfare, and. Um, to think about the Pacific Theater in World War II and taking those islands that the Marines did, that is that that is not an easy feat. That's not an easy feat today. But then, I mean, that was really, really roughing it. Well, the Japanese were, they were a very, uh, their culture, I mean, they, they were hardcore fighters. And they would fight to the last man. You sacrifice yourself for your uh, country and your uh, the king. Are they, the are they the kamikazes? Yes. Is it true the kamikazes only came into play towards the end of the war? Because they were losing and they were like just, just... That was desperation. Yeah, okay. That wasn't like a thing from the beginning. Like, we're going to do this because it's a waste of a plane. That was like, we're losing. Just sacrifice your, yourself. And Yeah. Yeah, and they were going to fight to the last woman, the last man, the last child. Uh, that's why we dropped the atomic bombs on them because we knew that. And by dropping the bombs, we killed more Japanese uh, in the fire bombings of Tokyo and the other cities than we did in the two atomic bombs at Hiroshima and Nagasaki. That's uh, true. We had to drop those bombs. We, we had to because we had to. More Americans were going to die, and more Japanese were going to die. That's so true. When you talk about the fire bombings of Tokyo, are you referring to the Doolittle raid? No. The once we got a, a stronghold on some of those islands like Iwo Jima, and we actually had a. Uh, a good base to jump off of that was within range of the main island of Japan. Uh, we firebombed them regularly because everything in those cities was made of wood. And it burned. Oh, yeah. Why did we ever do uh, uh, drop an atomic bomb in Tokyo? Just because, like, we're better than that? We don't want to wipe out, like, their capital? They wanted to do it on uh, cities of uh, military significance uh, as okay. opposed to mm. Tokyo would have been more of a symbolic thing. But if they had held out, I'm sure we probably eventually that I'm sure that was on the target list. So if they didn't surrender, would he have dropped more atom bombs? Oh yeah. Japan? Yeah. Really? We were ready to go. Wow. Holy Bob knows. Bob was there actually. Bob was there. Bob's actually hundred and seven years old, but he preserves himself through Georgian Trail of Tearwood. How yes. um yes. who was the president? Eisenhower? Truman. 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 Eisenhower was the Allied commander over in Europe. We'll be seeing Eisenhower's birthplace, in, uh, or not his birthplace, but his uh, – Where he lived. He, yeah, in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, over this Christmas when the three of us are there with our wives. There's no getting out of that. Um, it's already on the, on the launching pad. Um, I'm sure they're Bob, excited too. Uh, I want I want to talk about the Trail of Tears in a second, but I want to ask you one more question about uh, Japan, World War II. The, when they bombed Pearl Harbor – to thrust us into the, the war. Thrust. Was it true they were like six months away from losing their oil supply and that's why they did it because they had to like start kicking things in the high wind? I'm not sure exactly how far away they were of losing their oil supply. We, uh, we, we hurt them with that uh, and we certainly kind of backed them into a little bit of a corner uh, with some of that stuff. Uh, but I don't know how exactly how long or how far they were away. And I'm not sure anybody uh, – really knows for sure even now how far they were away. But we knew we had a problem uh, a few days, a few weeks before actually uh, it actually happened because the, 
before the bombing happened because they they saw that the Japanese fleet was missing from their port when we did because uh, we were watching them. We we knew things were very good. Uh, things were not on a positive upward trend with the Japanese at that time, and yes. our intelligence uh, noticed and they took pictures. The Japanese fleet was missing. Oh, we didn't have satellites at that time, so we had to fly planes over uh, where where oh. they're. Yeah, there are no satellites. Oh, they're very God. risky, like, risk and risky missions too. Think about all the wars that have gone on over the past two hundred years. None of the they they didn't have the technology we have now. That's why if a war happened now, wouldn't it end like overnight? Yeah, it's no longer going to be you know my side versus your side. We're going to stand up in a line and shoot each other, and <laughs> you know it's never going to be fought like that anymore. Right. It's like we would just cripple like a few important buildings, and that would be it. Or just bomb the whole... Take out their military bases and... Uh, yeah. yeah or, or do what the Russians would do to us before they hit us, uh, which would be knock out our infrastructure, our power grids, and our, all of our communication our networks. Our social and structure, just completely <laughs> dismantle it. That too. I started a new thing tonight, too, of writing down the topics we discuss as we go along, because when I post the shows, I find that I forget because oh. I have ADHD. So, I'm like, so I'm like, a wild new zanier show, show with amazing, amazing topics, topics talking about stuff that you want to hear about i want to be more like descriptive to the listener so now i'm actually like making notes of what we talk about oh. so I can, like, properly give a description as opposed to john and matt and bob spearhead an amazing incredible journey reminiscent of apollo 11 which is history and we talk some about them, history some of them clark i'm i'm sure you write down and then some of them i know you're just bullshitting your way through an english essay oh yeah absolutely um that's so true uh, I want to ask this too, Bob. Like a lot uh, of creative uh, adjectives to describe nothing. Right. Yeah. I'm just uh, and I'm using 11.5 font as opposed to 11 and double. Just to like, piss the teacher off. Just to piss him off, because uh, nobody knows more about history than oh, Mr. Bob here. I want to ask this: Who is more spread thin, troop and you know troop wise uh, and resource wise at the end of the war, uh, towards the end of the war, Japan or Germany? Because Germany was spread pretty thin. Uh, but Japan was spread pretty thin too. Who was more like taxed who was as far as the resources? I, who mostly I resembled the guy in thinner. <laughs> right. I, Lizard. I have to say it was probably Germany because after the Battle of Stalingrad, where they got their right. asses handed to them by the Russians, oh, and they were just like literally stacking frozen bodies on top of each other to, to cover. Uh. I would say the Germans, because they were dumb enough. Hitler was stupid enough and brazen enough to fight a war on oh two fronts, which is the first thing you don't do. That's how yeah, you, they, that's how you that's lose like, two wars. That's like West Point 101. Is you don't yeah. do this. Wait, what yeah. do you mean, Bob? Fought two wars. Uh, wait, what, so was, what did you just say? So from, like, if you look down on Europe, so he was fighting the Allies, uh, to include you know, the European Sweet nations, Britain, Macron. France, right. well, not France, Britain and us, mostly us. Uh, and then on the other side to Hitler's Hitler's left side, our right, if we're looking down, he's fighting the entire country of Russia. Right. Yeah, he right. Was like, he, I, I, I re, that was like the one thing I remember from this class I took in college about the, the World War II. It was like Hitler, we backed him into Russia, basically. Yeah, he was foolish enough to declare a war on us. I believe it was like maybe a week after Pearl Harbor. I mean, we were obviously going to go to oh, war yeah. at that point, but but he didn't. He kind of 
made it happen a little bit sooner. And that's when yeah, right. we had to, we had, kind of had to stand down in terms of responding to Japan as quickly as we may have could have, because they destroyed, they wiped out our entire Pacific fleet. We already had assets oh. in Europe to be able to start fighting there. So that's where we focused our energy from the very beginning. That's what we did. Did we start fighting the Nazis first in Africa? With like Rommel, Rommel, you magnificent bastard. I read your book. The Desert Fox. By the way, I bought, I'm reading two uh, books, history books right now, Bob. I'm reading John Adams, which is lengthy, and I just bought, I'm not reading it yet, but I just bought uh, Washington Cross of the Delaware, an historical accuracy of of that whole campaign right there. Tell me how you like it. I haven't read that one yet. The John Adams one I read right when it came out, I think, in 2001. Oh, I ha- yeah, I'll let you know. The John Adams one I love. I love the description that uh, that um, David, the McCulloch. Name? David, David McCulloch uh, yeah. Yeah, gives on that. I'm looking at the book right here. Oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, it's really amazing that when Adams – I'm shifting so many gears here. But when Adams went to Philadelphia from Massachusetts, that's not, a, that's not a walk in the park. They had to go through like 30 towns, a ferry. Uh, it was in the winter. And Adams apparently hated – to travel on the Sabbath because he was a religious man. So, like, that was a big deal. So we needed, like, a friend with him. So we brought a friend with him to, like, make it okay. And uh, apparently him and Abigail had a lot of sex, and they were, like, very close. Like, he, they really loved each other. She was his closest confidant. And that's that book is uh, written probably 60 or 70% of that book is written based on the letters between John and Abigail. I mean, it's really – Oh, my gosh. It's really well done. I mean, he, he took some time in writing that one. Yeah, that it, you can tell it's very descriptive. Um, Just imagine what those intelligent men would be doing today. Like they were so smart back then when no one was smart. Oh yeah, he was a scholar. I like, mean, to be able to write. That, and there were so like, many that was sides like magic back then. There were so many sides to John Adams. He was a gentleman, a scholar, uh, grumpy at times. He would get like cranky. Yeah. He was a pain in the ass. He was a thorn in the side of a lot of the founding fathers, too. A lot of them, he wasn't a popular dude. Yeah, that's what I'm getting to. Like, I'm, I'm realizing he was, he had like a lot of enemies. He wasn't very well liked by a lot of people. He, he truly stood the test of greatness with what he did, but he, he was a pain in the ass. He's our least recognized, probably, of the, of the founding fathers. You don't see any, there's no, uh, and he said this before he died. He said, there's not going to be any statues erected of me when I'm gone. And there's not. Uh, there, he's there, kind of. There kind of is a great mini-series oh, yeah. on HBO all about him. Yeah. Yes, it's called Tickled. I mean, it's called John Adams. <laughs> Cue the music. Can I like that's what I was always thinking about, especially during that show when he's over there in France. And I'm like, how fucking long was that boat ride? And I can't believe he didn't die on that boat ride. You might not make it. Could you imagine, though? It's not it's not an eight hour transatlantic flight. You're on a boat for months. And then you don't get you don't get in one of those fart tubes. You take a dump and you're there. Uh, it's it's you're on a boat with people who you know. Even if you do, make, you don't get caught. 
people get caught up in a storm. Uh, you know, there's people, like, disease spreads on those boats. I mean, it's, it's amazing. You, if those sea doesn't kill you, it's likely that oh disease. Well, it's amazing. He did he did overseas trips, I believe, twice, Matt. I, I could be wrong on that. And I think you're right. And then have, well, like diving gear or a wetsuit. You know, he was like in his regular suit in the boat. And pantaloons. But when you put yourself in the perspective of those guys, those revolutionaries at the time, it's not like, oh, well, we know it's going to work out okay. You didn't know it's going to work out. You you could be killed. England uh, had Boston occupied uh, during yeah, the early right. war. I mean, they were like fighting. They were on the outskirts ready yeah, to lose the war. Too. Yeah, they were yeah. occupying that. Yeah. And to show you the measure, the measure of England's resolve, they would just keep sending troops. I mean, they just wanted to quell this as violently and quickly as possible. They, there was no, like, they just wanted it done. This wasn't a war for them. This was just an uprising that they needed to throw water on and douse the flames, essentially. Right, it was a rebellion. Think about that. It was a rebellion, Think about not that. a revolution. Washington, yeah, and we, yeah, we didn't know how it was going to turn out. And in fact, a lot of the people thought it wasn't going to go well for us. All the founding fathers, all these great men who wrote all these great documents that form the basis of our country and our governance right now, all those guys would have been hanged. It would have been yeah, over. Think about that, too, oh from gosh. England's perspective. This isn't just a war. This is uh, one of our colonies is uprising. Let's just put this fire out so we can yeah. get on with commerce. Yeah, kill some of these Yes. <laughs> Minus the uh, million-dollar Nike contract. Yes. Yeah. I would like to see Nike doing commercials with, like, John Adams. Oh, my gosh. You know, where it's just like... Be the revolutionary, you know, and it's stand up for yourself and sacrifice all. Yeah, that's kind of what those guys did. Nike. Yeah, the, 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 overseas trips to yeah. Europe in the uh, 1700s. Yeah, Reebok Nike. to do that in, but, in response to Nike's advertising campaign. That that's what I huge. thought. Nike could just have one size shoe and it's all wooden and you just have to fit into it and get bunions. And they're like, Nike. It's called the colonizer. The colonizer. <laughs> Yeah, but and Washington was smart when he started getting his ass kicked up in the you know up in Pennsylvania and in Trenton, New Jersey, and he knew the best way to beat the British was to bleed them out with their resources. So he brought them down south. He had Henry Gates, one of his generals. You know, we're getting our asses kicked, but we're actually fighting to lose, almost to win, because as we sucked the British farther south and farther inland, they. They weren't able to uh, be as close to their resource supplies and their chains, and you know, oh, right? In New York, so he drug them out of that, and that's when we eventually surrounded them at Yorktown, drug them back, started dragging back up north because Cornwallis was running out of supplies. And yeah, we could, he didn't know what to do. What yeah. a defensive genius! Oh, no, we, we have run out of all tea. Oh dear! Yeah, but I got a vault tea. And apparently tea wasn't fashionable after all that. Like, John Adams switched to coffee because people weren't drinking tea. Yeah, I think uh, a little hard feelings there with the British. So. Yeah, they were drinking coffee. I mean, really? That's why we phased out tea. We were like, fuck those Brits and their stupid tea. What do these guys down south have? Let's get their dust your teeth up here. It kind of lasted. I mean, when when's the last time you went to a meeting for work or Starbucks? And you're like, oh, I'll take a tea, please. Oh, that's the a cup weirdo. of coffee. Oh, a tea, please. The weirdo uh, who asks for Earl Grey is like getting fired next week. Yeah, I just give them coffee. I'll take I an Earl I'm Grey. Oh, sure. Gave someone's face in if they offered me tea. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Bob. Yeah, I'm coming over in the morning, you know. Uh, hey, you want a cup of coffee? Hey, Bob, can I fix you up some tea? Like, what kind of, what kind of, 
delete edit that. We're gonna get fired. Um, <laughs> what kind of man would I be? Roku I didn't mean that. Again. Yep, what, uh, we're dropped. What time are we at? Uh, Twenty-three minute mark. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we. I'm sorry, I pulled up a scar. So, but yeah, it's yeah. amazing to think they phased that out. It's a fun. So I'm really, I'm really sinking here. I'm Kamikaze. I'm Clark and Cosmic all over the place. Take water. Full circle. Um, do you guys remember when we did the Super Bowl show this year? Yes. Oh, oh yeah, I've listened gosh. to it. Listened to it like 300 times. I can't get yeah, enough of it. It was is thick- so emotional to listen to. It's hard to get through. I revisited recently. It's uh, territory. Oh, I feel so bad for just sales. 41-33 Eagles, 20 seconds to go, fourth quarter, 24 on the game clock, first and 10, Patriots at their own. Bob, where are they? Emotional. It's very, like, it takes you kind of back there in that day in February. It's It was breathtaking. I, I can't, I still, like, yeah, I feel, I go through all the, the feelings again, you know, when, and you can tell, you know, even that last pass, you know, we, you, you didn't know the game was over until, like, 10 seconds after the fact. You didn't know the game was over until after it was over. Like, time had run out, and then everyone realized the game was over. Yeah, because um, you, you look at the Philadelphia fan reaction videos, and it's the same thing that we went through. It was like they dropped the ball, and everybody's just, like, staring at the TV. Like yeah, they're all just they're glued. No, not yeah, me. Not I was on top of that. I was, like, nine seconds, second and ten. Snap to Brady! He's rushed! He's jostled! He launches it into the end zone! And it's incomplete. And the game is over. The Eagles are 2018 champions of football. Oh, my God. Counting in my head because I was like, okay, nine seconds left. That's enough for two plays. So I was, like, counting in my head. And then, of course, I stopped counting when the ball went up in the air. And I remember as soon as it hit the ground, I looked at the clock. And the game is over. It's over. It's just thinking about it right now. Oh, the Eagles won. The Eagles do, you guys, won. do you guys realize what just happened in the past 22 minutes? We went from World War II oh my gosh. to Hitler to John Adams to Frangible. coffee to the Eagles. I was going to um, start writing things down, but I just can't keep up. It's amazing. A, it's amazing. It, could, it'll, it could either be the best or the worst show description. Uh, to it's going to be. It's going to. It's going to make people get <laughs> epilepsy. Um, I do want to. I, I do want to ask about this though, because Bob, you mentioned this in the thread. The Trail of Tears, infamously oh, uh, yes. initiated by by uh, Governor or Governor President Jackson, started near your house, near your town. Uh, yeah, like probably half hour up the road. And that's where it started. Yes. So the Indian reservations there were forced to start migrating. Like, yeah, the Cherokee and the Choctaws. Wow. Now, right now I'm trying to find, because I forget the, the... It was Jackson's presidency. I forget the name of the... The parallels Supreme... between um, Trump and Jackson are so insane because they're so different. Uh, Except for political party affiliation. Like... Jackson the was there. Jackson country. Jackson was like the first president of like phase two. All Keep like going. the first generation guys were gone. Now it's all these people that are American citizens going, uh, well, what am I going to do here? Well, I'm going to vote for this guy who kind of just seems like me. He just seems like a new normal guy. He has no real affiliation with the, f- the former posse that started this whole country. Um, and Trump is basically doing the opposite. He's 
appealing and getting votes from people who are from a generation who's pretty much overstayed their welcome and they're they're heading towards the end and they're just taking everything they can before they die well put jonathan instead of well before put. they start oh thanks <laughs> thanks as you weren't even at your desk <laughs> uh, uh, mr siegel <laughs> well, you know, you see, you look at the parallels, and yes, there was a, it was a massive real oh. shift change when Jackson became president, as well as when Trump became president. You know, you, right. they kind of, he kind of, both kind of spoke to the common man, because uh, Jackson grew up with nothing. His his father died before he was born, and his mother oh and brothers were didn't survive the American Revolution. Oh, uh, they, really? They, and before was even really? yeah, and he was basically an orphan. Does um, Trump does Trump know that Jackson oh was a Democrat though? I really don't think he does. I don't know. Not sure if he really knows he's a Democrat, but all he knows is he's big, beautiful, great. And successful. I uh, he did used to be a Democrat, things. too. Yeah, so it's fine. Jackson would have been a Democrat. But the Trail of Tears was the – how far did it stretch to? Was it Oklahoma? Yes, it went from Georgia through the southeastern United States into Oklahoma. And uh, I forget the name of the Supreme Court justice, and this is going to ruin my night now. And uh, so we're going to just have to delete this episode and start over. Oh, my God. Uh, yes. Every, even everything before the Trail of Tears, we're just going to wipe it. <laughs> just start over fresh. Oh, my gosh. But uh, there was a Supreme Court justice. I want to say John Jay, but I'm, I could be wrong. But basically, JJ. The, the Supreme Court ruled in fav- uh, against Jackson's Indian Removal Act. Uh, that 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 administration was proposing Native American Jackson basically said, "Okay, I see the Supreme Court's ruling. Now let them enforce it." Which there's no enforcement avenue for the Supreme Court to do that. So Jackson went against the ruling of the Supreme Court and basically enhanced executive power, the power of the president. The first time there was actually a you know real challenge like that. Uh, so oh, wow, between the different branches of government and and had them removed anyway. Even though it was uh, ruled unconstitutional, was the Trail Ooh. of Tears the Indian Removal Act before the bank crisis that he fixed? Yes, the bank crisis happened after Jackson. I believe it was the Panic of 1837, uh, but it started with between him and Nicholas Biddle in the early 1830s. Uh, okay. And- oh, Jackson wasn't president during the bank uh, crisis. He was president during the when he Panic killed- of 1837. He was he was present during he, he killed the National Bank. Uh, he didn't approve its third charter, but it, that led to the Panic of eighteen thirty seven. He was out of the presidency by then. I think he left in eighteen thirty six. That's one. So Van Van Buren was in charge. At that yes, point. Van Buren, who only lasted one term. The Van B boys. Van B boys. Uh, and then from Kinderhook, New York. Van, that good call. You just blew my mind. Van B was uh, only a one-term president, though. And then it was William Henry Harrison, who was a one-month president. Yes. And then it was John Tyler. Why one month? He, uh, his, his uh, uh, inauguration speech went a little too long for such an old guy. I think he was 67 or 68, and he got uh, a little sick and uh, died. Right. Yeah, he, he got in the rain. Because he couldn't shut up, right? Yeah, and that's when they still uh, cut you open and bled you to get all the bad blood out and gave him mustard packs. So no wonder why he died. Oh. Wait, that doesn't work anymore? Shit, I gotta go to the hospital right oh now. I better go check on my wife. Mustard <laughs> packs. I gotta go check on my wife. Get the mustard packs off. I didn't read I chapter know. two about the mustard packs not working. The mustard <laughs> packs. There was, there was an article not too long ago that compared Trump with uh, Millard Fillmore in a lot of ways. Um, Who's he? He was the... Exactly. Yeah, what was he, the... 
Eleventh president? Twelfth president? Sounds familiar, like Millhouse or something. He was. Thank God, I'm going to fire up the Google machine here. Oh, get some gasoline. Yeah, Millard Fillmore was thirteen. Thirteen. So was He basically was the last president of the Whig Party when the Whig Party was dying. The Whig Party, which still is, which became the Republicans. Why do they call it the Whig Party? Because you had to wear a wig. You had to wear a wig. And it was W-H-I-G. It was like a weird spelling. That's still one of the questions I got through on Trivia Crack. I got through through on Trivia Crack, which president, which uh, political party no longer exists. And the answer is the Whig Party. And it still is like active on Trivia Crack. It's my one contribution to human society. It was educating people on their phones while they were shitter. Ruth Bader Ginsburg part of the Whig Party, too, before she became a Supreme Court justice. Yeah, she was She was actually part of the pilgrimage in 1499. Yes, Lincoln grabbed her ass back in 1854. She did, yeah. Sure. Her, her, Ginsburg. She was, actually, she was actually a mother during the uh, Mayflower days. She's that old. That's terrible. She, I may not agree with uh, her political stance, but she's a fine woman who uh, is, a, uh, is, is a good, uh, has been a, a great, done a great service to her country as well. And, she, she deserves more respect than what I just uh, gave her right there. So that's well said, sir. My apologies. Well, more people should think like you. So don't have to agree with each other to go along. That's true. Right, like Jim Carrey said, I don't hate you because you voted for Trump. I don't hate people because they're Republicans. Just stop doing stupid shit. <laughs> yeah, just. But that's just the thing. Like, it's not. It's not Trump isn't the Republican. Well, he is the Republican Party now, but he doesn't uh, really. It's the Trump it. Party. <laughs> yeah, it's like a Dennis Kasich is more more of the Republican Party, and uh, yes, Dennis Kasich. Yeah, John. Kasich. Let me tell you something. John Kasich. Wow, I was thinking. Let of me Dennis tell you Kasich. something. Let me tell you something. Uh, Let me tell yes, you something. Dennis Kasich used to be a congressman, I believe, from Ohio as well. Could wow. also be. You're pretty good. Jeez. Bob's pretty good. No, probably not. Probably not. Bob's I'm probably layers. just pulling my ass right now. By the way, when I was in that bookstore the other day, buying that book. Bold face lies. No, when I was in that, no, I believe it. When I was in the bookstore the other day, buying that Washington book, literally totally through my head was trying to think of the books Bob recommended I get, like Truman and all this, and I, I froze. I pulled a Walt Disney, and I was like, I don't know what to get. So I just grabbed Washington, and I was like, Bob will like this. But I was trying to think of a book you recommended, and I couldn't think of any. I couldn't call you because it was like, I don't, I don't even know if I have your number, but it was like super late at night there. And I was like, what, what book did Bob recommend? I was like, Bob would like Washington. So I just grabbed it. Yeah, that's that's a good one. You definitely have to do H.W. Brands on Jackson as well as uh, P- uh, Sa- J.D. Salinger. Not J.D. Salinger. Oh, wow. who's that? Who's J.D. Yeah. Salinger? Hold on. Clark, JD. what is the Washington book you got? It's about crossing the Delaware. What are the references? <laughs> I want to know how – I want to know about the accuracy. They basically describe the – it's a short book. It's maybe 100 pages, um, but it talks about like the preparations of crossing the Delaware, why they did it when they did, the journey, and the aftermath. And it was like – it's you know because all, all I know about Washington crossing the Delaware was he did it on Christmas Eve, crossed the Delaware. That was it. Surprise. Killed some Hessians. He killed some Hessians. When That's all I know. But but it's like a detailed account. I, I feel like I should like know that. So I bought the book, and it's, it'll be a short read. And isn't you know. that amazing? It's like all we can get is like a hundred pages to like really, you know, factually put together a story. We should be able to put that story in a five hundred page novel. Agreed. A novella. 
novella. A novelette. I don't know. I never use that word. I don't trust anyone that's like, I bought a novella at the drugstore. It's like, what? There's a great the book. The medicine show pay. Great book on Jackson by Arthur Schlesinger that was written, I believe, in the late 40s. It's still one of the preeminent books on Jackson and his time. That and the What God Hath Wrought, the one I'm just, I'm kind of piecemealing through. Oh, H. nice. Brands does a great book on Jackson. Jackson's just an interesting character. Uh, Very interesting. Is he one of your favorite presidents? He's probably one of the most interesting. I wouldn't call him one of my favorite. I think Truman is probably my favorite president. Interesting. Why about but Harry S. Truman? He had the guts to do what needed to be done. And he always – he didn't just do things when he got into his position. He just didn't do things out of political expediency. You know, There was a lot of courage there, political courage. And uh, he did things that were unpopular at the time uh, for the better, the better good. And he kind of had the long game in mind. You know, ah, a lot of, huh, I remember what that was like. Like a chess, chess match. He thought yeah. like five steps ahead of what needed to happen. And when he screwed up, he owned it. You yeah. know, look – was Truman a Democrat? Yes. I guess he would have to be to follow FDR. You're definitely going to vote Democrat. Yep. He was at a poker game on Capitol Hill when uh, they he got the call from the White House. Really? That said, it's like getting drafted by the NFL. And he started walking towards the White House uh, on foot. He was oh my excited. Gosh. He's like, I have to go now. He had no idea. Well, he didn't know uh, Roosevelt had died yet. They just said, you need to come to the White House right now. Uh, and it was on one of the secure lines. Uh, they were in the basement smoking and drinking uh, in the Capitol. Uh, of course they were. Sounds pretty good to he me. Smoke, he drank. And but what he did he, he just started walking and he doesn't have a started horse? started walking towards the White House from Pennsylvania. I don't know if you've ever been to Capitol Hill, down Pennsylvania Avenue. That's a hell of a walk. Is it? Uh, it is. Yeah. A, yeah, it is a walk. It's about a mile and a half at least. And maybe a little bit more. But uh, wow. so yeah. eventually – or a car saw him, one of the car. they sent a car from the White House, saw him, it did a U-turn. He got in and took him to the White House, and that's when he met Eleanor uh, when he went to the West Wing, and she was like, uh, you know, hey, it's you, it's you now, buddy. And he was sworn in there? He was sworn yeah, in at that night? A few minutes after that, yep. There's pictures wow. of Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Wouldn't it be funny if the First Lady had to stay in? That'd be interesting. It'd be weird, like kind of like a wife swap. Yeah. Right. Was Harry Truman uh, two terms? Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. Dewey defeats Truman. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's that famous picture. Yeah. And then Eisenhower was after. He was like the, the next was Republican the president. Yep. Yeah. He was a two term. Truman, Truman, yeah. Truman used up a lot of the Democrats' political capital after the war, uh, setting things up, you know, with NATO, uh, no. introducing. He, he decided to put the uh, – to relocate the Jewish population after the war in Jerusalem. Obviously, we're still right. a lot of that. Oops. You know, you could argue both ways on that. Um, oh, yeah. True. He did a lot of controversial things that cost the Democrats a lot of political capital, and that's why you have, you know, the Eisenhower wasn't a politician at all. He's a general. And, you know, the right. Republicans the Republicans ran him, and rightfully so, and he won, as he probably sh- – as he would have and should have. He'd beat anybody. So – of course he would. Yeah. Has a first lady ever been assassinated? No. Didn't think no. so. Pretty sure no. we'd hear about that. No about. No. I see after these assassinations to the incoming president, or when a president dies in office, not just assassinations, but the incoming president will actually won't move into the White House right away. They'll work there, but they'll still live in whatever residence they were uh, uh, in previously. Oh. So, 
Mary Lincoln, uh, Andrew Johnson gave her about a month to leave the White House. Oh, uh, wow. Uh, Truman gave Eleanor. I didn't know that. She got out in a couple weeks. Because when Truman walked up to the White House that night, she was like, uh, Mrs. Roosevelt, I'm terribly sorry. What can I do for you? And she grabbed him with his hands and said, no, you're the one who needs the help now. What can we do for you? Wow, that's Ooh. a class act right there. She she was an incredible lady. Yeah, Eleanor Roosevelt. And, very and easy on the eyes, too. What a hottie. No, definitely not. I thought she looked like a bulldog. <laughs> yeah. She actually, if you look in the, there was a great PBS documentary by Ken Burns on the Roosevelt's. Uh, and she actually, in her younger years, was uh, quite quite fetching. She was quite fetching. What were they related to? Were they like second uh, cousins? Third, they're second or third cousins, I believe. That's yeah, okay. Back then they were all second and third cousins. Yeah, it's fine. Just little people in America, you, you had to marry your cousin. Keep them, keep the money <laughs> in the family, right? Like the yeah, pit you didn't parents. have a vast classroom of girls to pick from. Right. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, it's based, based on oh land. That's, uh, yeah, right. That's uh, Emily McGillicuddy. Oh my gosh. Uh, her father owns the most land here. and uh, this, <laughs> So if I marry her, I have the best shot at uh, at uh, making it. Uh, you know, I can yeah, get yeah, it. Oh, no, I'm going to know my Bob, cousin. I picture you crowbarring in Civil War history to your neighbors yeah, you know, when they don't directly cousin. ask. Like, what, they're like, hey, Bob, uh, you yeah, got you know, the fire know, going tonight and need some wood. You're like, you do need some wood, much like the. Choctaw Indians needed wood before the Civil War when the general and they're like, oh no, Bob, I just I need to borrow some milk. And they're like, yes, rations were actually favorable during um, <laughs> Hooker's last uh, regimental exactly. stand. Uh, right before the uh, the battle at uh, not Bull Run, uh, it was the battle at uh, Antietam. I can't for I can't Bunker remember Hill. the date. Fredericksburg. It was the battle at Fredericksburg. Ah, uh, the siege. Yeah, uh, I'm going to make the fire tonight with some wood, just like Hooker made one of those pontoon bridges overnight with some of that wood. Rappahannock. <laughs> Fredericksburg. Uh, Chancellorsville, a Confederate victory, reminds me of you asking for Crush eggs. Crush the Union. Crush the Union. They were a half an hour away from winning the war, basically. Were we By the way, to talk late... about the Trail of Tears? Yes, the Trail Isn't, of Tears. I keep hearing that. I think I, I feel like it's a song by Led Zeppelin or something. The Trail of Beers is my Saturday night, and then it ends in tears. Beer tears in the bathroom. Yeah, it was like Sunday fun day with Bob and John in Coral Springs. It was oh. a trail of tears on the way home and tears on Monday because you felt like a piece of garbage. It was a oh, trail hungover. of diarrhea, at least until Wednesday. Ah, uh, the Irish flu. Oh, oh my gosh. The Irish, uh, the Irish flu. Yeah, yes, we'd reenact uh, like WrestleMania two between Hulk, uh, WrestleMania three with Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior. You know, blitzed out of our minds in the pool. That was yeah. that was good times. Yeah. What, what we, year was that? I think we did WrestleMania five, which was Savage Hogan, and uh, yeah, we would. So yeah, I remember. I, I remember. I was leg dropping you. We were wrestling. Yeah, and I was doing flying elbows. <laughs> Oh my gosh! It's like black. I wake up with all these knots on my head, and my knuckles are bleeding, and I have a black eye. What the hell happened? Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh. <laughs> Goodness I, gracious, Alabama! I used to always work on Saturdays till like six o'clock, so we would hang out Sundays and like I guess forget that we had to go to work the next day and just drink as much shitty, cheap, gross, hangover-inducing beer as we could. Yeah. Outside. Yeah, or sometimes you come over on Saturday night, we get it started then, then wake up in a stupor on Sunday morning and just continue the uh, the the, uh, oh my gosh. the ride to uh, Diarrhea Land. Oh, my gosh. You're like, well, I mean, oh my football's gosh. on soon, so let's just have a beer. 
Oh my gosh. Go Eagles. Go Eagles. Fly Eagles. Fly is good. Let's go, baby. Let's go, baby. Three coins and a fountain. Each one let it happen. No. Hey, you know what? No, I'm going to know my cousin. Yes. We were talking about LeBron James earlier, Clark. Um, Oh, yeah. He's like, he's, he's on the Lakers. I don't think they're going anywhere. And now, sports of John, 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 sports of 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 John, sports Hollywood. He has like 10 different projects going on with all big name producers. Isn't he doing yeah. oh, that air uh, movie Michael Jordan was in uh, back in the day? Air, uh, why can't Jam? Space Jam. Space Jam. Space Jam. Yeah. I was going to say Shazam, but that was that crappy movie Shaq was in. Shazam. That's <laughs> when Shaq was a genie. <laughs> Terrible movie. Yeah, I think LeBron James maybe has one championship left, but he's not going to be like a dynasty with the Lakers. I don't. It's here, I don't. He's not going to be a Kobe or anything like that. Here's the deal. What's going to happen? Now look at the uh, now look at the end of this season. Durant can opt out again, and a lot of people are saying he's going to go to L.A. and play with LeBron. You know, one season and get a ring. I mean, they would win. They would beat the Warriors. <laughs> Those yeah. two work together. But they, look, if, but like you said, LeBron needs to surround himself with great players. Not like Kobe, who would, you know, just dominate. Kobe would, would make like above average players perform like excellent. And LeBron just needs those excellent players to already be there. Right. Obama That's very uh that's a very uh, Aloysius type statement. That doesn't make any sense. But that that's accurate. I've, I've watched all three of them play, Jordan, Kobe, LeBron. There was a time where Kobe would just murder you. It did, no one could stop him. Uh, LeBron no, has it was never like been Linus. like that. Like, I mean, LeBron can physically dominate, and he can drive down the lane and try to dunk every time, but people will take charges, and he'll get fouled, and, or he'll, he'll cause fouls. So I just think Kobe's better. I, I think the argument over Jordan LeBron is silly. It's Jordan or Kobe. It's, it's foolish. Jordan still. Um, Always will be. Carson Wentz back this weekend. Oh, my God. And I heard someone the other day, some bonehead Dolphins fan, say you should have traded Nick Foles. Well, what if Carson Wentz goes down on Sunday? Yeah, we still have the best backup quarterback in the NFL. Right. Let's remember that. He's coming back Let's from multiple. He's a backup. He's not a starter. He's a backup. He has, just happens to also be a Super Bowl MVP with a 12-inch right. arm. Yeah. <laughs> right. He's got a kickstand. A kickstand. He's, I mean, how much is he worth? A kickstand for a 6'5". making man. 11 and a half this year, and they even restructured it. After he won the Super Bowl, he took a pay cut. That shows that, you the character and what kind of guy he is. That's only a fraction of the $185 million it cost to launch a Saturn V going back to 1969 and 1971. Only a fraction of that cost. That and, and when is you consider 
I have ever seen in my life in terms of getting a topic into somewhere. That is, we can all learn from that. That's incredible. And I love that. Consider the balance of importance. I mean, it's that's kind of silly. <laughs> it's amazing. I it mean, took us, it took us two point the equivalent of two point five percent of our gross domestic product during that time to put men on the moon. It's amazing when you think about that. Did the Saturn V launch the Apollo program? Uh, not launch the, that was, that was to go to the moon. Yeah. But when you think about Kennedy's moon speech, you know, we choose to go to the moon that happened, I think a week after Alan oh Shepard, Alan Shepard had flown into space on a suborbital flight. We couldn't even get a man in orbit at that time. It was a right, 15 right. minute flight. He went 115 miles high, 16 minute flight, and then came back down in the Caribbean. Talk so about a we haven't flown in orbit yet. And Kennedy said, yeah, uh, we're going to go to the moon here uh, by the end of the decade and do the other things, not because they're easy, but because they're hot. It was we like, choose to go to the moon. Why does Rice play Texas? It was like back in the caveman days, you know, whoever was the leader, the guy who invented the wheel comes up and is like, look, I invented a wheel. And then the leader was like, we're going to fly tomorrow. It's like, fly. wait a minute, we just made the wheel. Yeah. No, Talk about we can't fly. I love how we go from LeBron to Saturn V. It's with great difficulty. And both must be enterprised and overcome with answerable courage. If this capsule history of our progress teaches us anything, it is that man in his quest for knowledge and progress is determined and cannot be deterred. The exploration of space will go ahead. Whether we join in it or not, we mean to be a part of it. We mean to lead it. For the eyes of the world, now look into space, to the moon, and to the planets beyond. Our leadership in science and industry, our hopes for peace and security, our obligations to ourselves as well as others, all require us to make this effort, to solve these mysteries, to solve them for the good of all men. There is no strife. No prejudice, no national conflict in outer space as yet. And do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept, one we are unwilling to postpone, and one we intend to win. This is the best show ever. We're all over the place. It's so this good. This is so ADHD. It's just, it's beautiful. It's Alshon beautiful. Jeffrey By the way. Is, uh, questionable to return. Rob, do you have any <laughs> updates on if Bill Which is amazing because him and Wentz are boys. 81. If Alshon Jeffrey is back. Jeffrey's not going to play. Shit. Jeffrey's not going to play. Mm. He's not going to play. But, uh, yeah, we have Jordan Matthews back. Jerry Rice's cousin. That's good enough for me. Look at that pedigree. Yeah. And, uh, I, what I think is going to happen tomorrow is with Wentz is I think he's going to be a little rusty. It's going to be probably a touch and go first half. And if I'm the Colts, they don't have a very good pass rush. They have to stunt uh, no, their defense. They have to, they have to stunt to, to get to the quarterback. And you know who eats up that shit? Carson Wentz. He eats that shit for breakfast. So that's all he eats. Yeah, and he can handle it. And he's not a rhythm quarterback either. He doesn't. He, Nick Foles is a rhythm quarterback. Once he gets hot, gets to in a rhythm, you can't stop him. Oh, Carson Wentz doesn't. Player. Carson Wentz doesn't have to get no rhythm. He has the worst uh, memory, I think, of any quarterback since Brett Favre. He doesn't. He doesn't remember the last horrible play because he can burn you on the next play with something amazing. He's just. Uh, I so you were good. insulting him. No, absolutely not. I would never do such a thing. Yeah, Ginger you're right. He he does. He just he just bounces right back. Uh, he looks yeah. like 
It's like if you imagine a, a great quarterback, just pretend no jersey, uh, just a, a pretend prototype quarterback. It's how he is. That's how he plays. Injury is the only thing that's going to get in the way. Um, yeah. Or, you know, we're looking at right. my, greatness. My concern and my main complaint about him is he also said he's going to still play. He's not changing any of his game. And I do not like the, you know what, buddy? You need to learn how to freaking hook slide. You know, even if you do it really late in the play, make the line, make the refs, leave that up to the refs if a linebacker tunes you up a little bit. But hook slide, damn it. You know, oh, hook slide. They can. I don't want him to change Stop the with first plays because that would really fuck him up. But if he yeah. would just learn how to slide. Just uh, slide and run out of bounds. And, okay, if it's if you're going over slide, there. Slide, slide, slip first, and slide. You're going in for a touchdown. Then you can go ahead first. But none of this right. to get a first down. I don't care if you're one yard short. Go out of bounds. Right. Yeah. yeah like get Aaron out of Rogers town. does. Yeah. Protect you your can't. damn self. You know, yeah. you could you be worth. He could it's... be worth a lot of money. Yeah. Like for the team. I don't know True. when his contract is up to be renewed, but he could be among one of the highest paid. Oh players in the yeah. League. The market's been set, and I think he's Just got everybody this year and next year. After next year, I think his rookie contract yeah. is up. So the Eagles, you're already in. I'm sure Howie Roseman, who is a freaking genius with this stuff and managing a salary cap, he's already positioning He's positioning himself to be able to – they're going to be able to absorb that hit. It's not going to be like the Dallas Cowboys where you have $18 million in dead cap space. And you're standing up. line, no receivers. Your top receiver is Cole Beasley, who I'm bigger than and better at football than. Yes, you are. Better hands than Beasley. I, uh, I can't believe Des Bryant isn't on a team. Like, what a that, wasted, amazing you, receiver. What a head case he is. That shows you what a head case he is. And I'll bet you, too, you know, he's an unbelievable talent, but he <laughs> he uh, he probably doesn't run the right routes. He doesn't uh, probably go with what the offense is doing. Maybe doesn't block when he has, he takes plays off. So I think a lot of that speaks to itself. And, <laughs> and quite honestly, he's he's a cancer in the locker room, and he's not worth it. If yeah. you're not going to do Maybe if he did all that stuff with his talent, he would be worth it. But with all that, you put all that together, nobody wants to take on that. The Browns wouldn't even take on that. I know. You're right. Now that you mention nobody else took him, that means they must know something really like just not because, dude, he has some of the best hands I've ever seen. Like that guy catches everything that his hands and touch. He, and he can get separation too from so a de- defensive back. He's so strong and he's fast. He can mu- he can outmuscle those guys. He must just be a fucking asshole. Yeah, well, I wasn't really impressed with him when I saw him on Hard Knocks when he came in on that. I think it was the second or the third episode where he actually came to Cleveland for their training camp and was just walking around talking to everybody. He didn't impress me that much, and it seemed like he was kind of going through the motions and it's kind of when he was talking to Hugh Jackson, more or less trying to react and say the things that he thought they would like because his agent probably coached him on it. And now it's like he's doing a whole bunch of like soul searching. But I'm sure yeah. he'll be a patriot next week. Yeah, and yeah, Josh Gordon. Well, that's the thing with Josh Gordon too. That's what I. I what a talent! But I really worry about him. Yeah, he uh, he's walking around the street and he gets a little hair up his ass, and you know he's shirtless in Atlantic City on game day. You know, instead of being on the field with the Eagles. So good call. Yeah, he's a sucker for a bad influence, or yeah. a. Uh, or a hamstring during a photo shoot. Uh, the NBA is barreling towards us. 
I'm really excited. Big expectations Apparently. for the Sixers this year. Makes me nervous, but I'm still excited. The team's still super young, so I don't expect a championship or anything. Um, any thoughts on the NBA? You too? Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Okay. Here's my thoughts. I mean, we already talked. Not about so that. much. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I won't talk about LeBron. I said we already talked about LeBron. But oh, go ahead. I don't have a thought in the NBA. I just have a thought of uh, Kyle Busch being the favorite five to two for the upcoming 2018 NASCAR playoffs, um, followed by Kevin Harvick and uh, Martin Trow, who's five and one. Sure. Um, yeah. Do you, Bob? Do you agree with me? I mean, Denny Hamlin is is behind there, but Hamlin. I feel like these other drivers, um, they're just a line and and they're legitimate contenders. Who's number one? Kyle Busch. Five to two. Here's the problem. Here's what happened this year. Yeah. Chevy's changed their body up and they got a new nose on those cars. They got the Camaro and Chevy has not been, they have not been the same. They have not been able to set the cars up to compete with Ford and Toyota. So the top, the top Toyota team is Joe Gibbs. Kyle Busch drives for Joe Gibbs. The top four team is Stuart Haas racing. Uh, Kevin Harvick. uh, Who won at Michigan, by the way. Yeah. Joe Gibbs. He has a Super Bowl ring as well. Yeah. Martin Truex is technically the 78 Furniture Row team is its own team, but they actually buy all of their equipment from Joe Gibbs. And they're actually, they're the defending champion last year, and they're going out of business at, at the end of this season. That just shows you how much, because they can't secure enough sponsorship for next season. So they're going out of business. That's a Har- Harvick was all over Bush at Pocono. Harvick <laughs> was all over Bush at Pocono, so I think Harvick's one to keep your eye on as well. Yeah, it's going to come down. I really think it's going to come like down. Harvick. Kevin Harvick and uh, and Kyle Busch. And if Kyle yeah. Larson can make it to the final race where it's just four guys going for the championship, Kyle Larson can probably win the whole thing because that Homestead-Miami track, the last race they run there, suits Kyle Larson's driving style where you just drive it up to the top and hang it out there. The cars are loose as shit. The back end's all over the place. They're going 190 miles an hour right. around the top side of the racetrack, and that suits his driving style. It came from a dirt track. Because Busch uh, – Bush, uh, finished ahead of um, Larson at Bristol, I think it was, by a lot. So I mean, Bush, you're saying, is the dominant force here, Nate. The force they come. Bob, is Bush M&M's? Yes, he's M&M's. He's the 18th yes! I can't stand him. I got I think it he's... right. Yeah, he's kind of an asshole. Like a dope he's an asshole, but the man. sport needs him because you need a heel. It's like right. WWE. Yes. You need, you need a... it. He reminds me of, like, I don't know, Honky Tonk Man. I'll come up with a better example. He kind of reminds me of, like, when Triple H was bad. He was like such an unbelievable good wrestler, and he's such a talent that when Triple H was the bad guy, it was like, oh my gosh, like yeah. I hate your guts, but I love watching you. Yeah. Right. That's exactly what he's. Great I don't know. Com- great Triple H was better. Was better than Hunky. Isn't Charlotte having a big race this weekend? Uh, they just raced at Richmond tonight. Kyle Busch won. Uh, he just won probably about a half hour ago. And I believe next week they're racing at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Well, Charlotte Motor Speedway is usually a 1.5-mile oval. But what they did with this track, they run they run three races there. One is the all-star race, doesn't count for points. One is the Coke 600, which is on Memorial Day. They run it after the Indy 500 on the same day, on that Sunday, Memorial Day weekend. And they usually run this fall race, which is a 500-mile race on the oval. Well, this year they made it into a road course. And they've been really called the Roval. Bob, and you know your shit. I like it. It is, it is going to be probably one of the most. And if you are not even a NASCAR fan, I highly recommend you tune in because they, we'll be they, tuning in. 
they've been testing on this thing since nope. I think about June. And uh, <laughs> nope. And, uh, no. and the drivers are crashing no. the shit out of all their equipment there. It's very really? difficult to get around. It's very, it's a very high speed road course with banking. They actually, part of the track is up on the banking and the turns and going down the back stretch. And oh they come God. back to the infield on a road course. So it's going to be a shit show. I'll be watching it. Sure. Yeah. I think John might tune in as well. When is the way he described it. Next weekend. I believe that's next weekend. Oh, I, I, I have plans. Being a weekend <laughs> oh, man, I have plans. I'm busy. Actually, I'm busy John. Then. I didn't tell you what time it was. <laughs> what, yeah, I didn't, I didn't tell you what time, John. <laughs> the series race is going to start off on uh, Saturday, September 29th. Okay. And, that's, uh, is that it a looks like. Yeah, well, there's quite a weekend, Bob. Friday the 28th, it kicks off at 12 o'clock at the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series first practice. You can watch the guys practice. There's going to be a few practices capped at 3 o'clock to about just shy of 4 for the final practice. Let's go, baby! Uh, The press pass, you can watch it live, 6 p.m. NASCAR Cup Series Bush Pole qualifying will happen. Uh, that's, That's Friday. Saturday. Okay, the second practice is going to start around 11 a.m. You can watch a lot of practicing. We're doing this. They do a lot of practice. Uh, A lot lot of of practice. 55 laps at 3 p.m., 125.4 miles. Uh, The series Drive for the Cure is happening, presented by Blue Cross Blue Shield of North Carolina. So, John, if you want to keep your job with the hospitals, you better watch in because all the guys are going to be talking about the water cooler on Monday. Because uh, it's it's medical, so they, it's North Carolina. I know they're based there. They're probably going to be watching NASCAR. It might get your race. Uh, the race itself, 5.30 p.m., uh, the Xfinity Series race, Sunday. Oh, I didn't realize the Xfinity was racing there, too. I thought they were going to be at a separate track, but that makes sense. Those, oh, they're that's, racing, like the, sir. that's like the AAA baseball equivalent of NASCAR. They're racing, my friend. And Sunday, the uh, Series Bank of America Roval, as you called it, 400. The Roval. 109 laps, 248 miles can be watched for free on the NBC Sports app if you're uh, having plans, John. I'll, I'll go ahead and just have Haya download the app for you so you make sure not to miss hey, it. Go set yourself um, for a there, Hassinger. 5.30 p.m., the uh, NASCAR Cup Series race is taking place. So it's quite a packed weekend of NASCAR next week. I know all of us here at the podcast's history hour will be tuned in. Um, please tune in as well and tweet us. You'll be tuned in if you haven't already tuned out. You haven't already tuned down. Standings in the National weekend. League. The Braves <laughs> have clinched in the East. Cubs lead the Brewers two and a half in the Central. And the Dodgers one and a half over the Rockies in the West. In the fake league, Boston, New York, Indians, and Astros have all clinched a playoff berth. Boston <laughs> have won the division. Indians won their division. Uh, Houston still tangling with the Astros. There's like five or six games left in the season. A's are uh, three behind. <laughs> and that. Oh, right in the mommy and daddy bowl. So the Phillies are pretty much out of it, aren't they? They're, they're done. They, they are done, Bob. Win every but game. You know the Braves would have to lose every game. They're, they're done. Too. But we're looking forward to next year. For the Phillies, it's a building year. I think we can all agree. Hell Much yeah. like Ryan Newman will drive number six uh, in 2019. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. 
I know yep. he's even Richard Childress, but uh, he's even a 31 of Richard Childress, and he's going to drive. He's going to drive Trevor Bain's oh old gosh. steed. Yes, he is, sir. Yes, number uh, number six in 2019. Oh, that's uh, that's really going to suck. For- uh, Who was the guy that had AIDS for NASCAR? Oh my God. Tim Richmond. Yeah, Rich. A lot of Richmond. The name Richmond is floating around talk NASCAR about him a lot. On the show. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of a yeah. downer. So I kind of it was like literally 20 minutes of your life you're never getting back. It was one of those serious episodes that are usually a to be continued, like on sitcoms where they're like, "Well, he has cancer, to be continued," but then everything's fine. We started to go downstairs and clean my gun out while it's still loaded. Was that a dictionary that just dropped down there? Is that spaghetti on the walls? I don't know. I don't. Know. <laughs> hey, just did you guys see? Do you guys see Conor McGregor's uh, press conference and weigh in yes. for this fight yeah, next? Where he offers him a shot of whiskey. Oh, yeah, right. the proper whiskey. You know, you know, he knows how to sell a whiskey. You know, you know, I'll tell you what, man. He knows how to sell a fight. I don't even like UFC, and I already have my plans for October 6th to yeah, watch it. I already have a pre-order, and I'm not like a huge UFC fan, but that he is awesome. He's just He happy. knows how to sell it. He knows how to sell a fight. He he is uh, a marketing genius. He knows how to bring oh. it. Because <laughs> it's all a gimmick. It's all a gimmick, you know. That's what I'm talking about. He's we came really out of the with this. I almost didn't get the glass. I almost didn't get the bottle. Connor Stone Cold, like he's the champ, but he like defies all the rules. Yeah, Dana White's like a yeah, a watered down version of Vince McMahon, not as cartoonish. Right, and he said on uh, on ESPN's Get Up with Mike Greenberg that McGregor's the greatest UFC uh, UFC. Competitor? I don't know what you call them, but he's Probably the, he's the greatest show. they've ever had. Yeah, yeah. He he almost like you don't. I could be I could be the head of UFC, not knowing anything how to promote these fights, and just have Conor McGregor, and I would still sell as much as they're selling right now. He makes it. I he love how he's it. like, what the hell? I get all dressed up, and there's nobody here. Where are the fans? Where are the people? <laughs> no, it was empty. See me? Where are they? It was completely empty. It was like so stupid and staged. He was amazing. <laughs> Isn't the yeah. guy he's fighting? Isn't this guy he's fighting next? And the fight's in November, right? Looks I like think he cave, cuts man. my lawn. It's in like, two, the guy it's in like a week or two. Oh, okay. Oh, it's sooner than that. Okay. <laughs> I saw wow. him in a jump um, jumpsuit on a lawnmower. The other but, but this yeah. is the guy that they're. they're Why would I say camps. that? This is the guy their two camps fought. Like uh, that's when Conor McGregor threw like that, uh, like that dolly through the window of the bus okay. and was beat. They're all trying to beat the shit out of each other. Yes. yes. Okay. He said, I came out, I had no weapons, I asked you to get out of the car, and you didn't, you hid in the bathroom. You hid, <laughs> and he's like, so then I had to use other things. <laughs> like a guard rail. Was that, I want, you wonder if that whole thing was staged. Obviously not, because charges were pressed. Well, but, even uh, they were pressed. But even then, it could have been a whole thing. Yeah, I mean, he could have, potentially, if the judge really wanted to be a dick, could have, he could have gotten assault with a deadly weapon. I mean, yeah, right. Throwing a, a dolly through the window of a bus, I, I don't think any of us would get off that easy. Right. Speaking of speaking of judges, tomorrow is the sentencing for uh, Bill Cosby. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, on a Sunday, which I thought was weird, but he's going to get his uh, his charges sent to him. And are they uh, going to have? Are they going to allow some of the victims to? Uh, speak? They are. They're going to let. La- I don't know if they're going to allow him to speak. But they're going to be allowed in the courtroom. He I don't know about the sit, He should have to sit through that. That's Hell a, yeah. They, they, they will be allowed to speak, but from experts, they're saying he's going to get at least seven years. They do not think at all anything that this is going to be a probation or anything. They, a, think he's, they think he's going to get 
the mid sentence. I guess the maximum is seven, is twenty on all the charges. So he's going to get at least seven to fifteen years. They're thinking. They don't think it's going to be probation. He'll, he'll be dead. He'll probably be dead within a few months after he goes in. I agree. Right. I think they'll probably delay the. Um, they can delay the. Uh, well, once he's sentenced, he's done, right? He goes right to jail, or do they delay? No. Yeah, once first, right there in the uh, he has a the the court will then go with they'll determine what jail he's going to go to and then he will have a reporting date and if there's any medical extenuating circumstances with medical issues or anything like that then that comes into play as well. Which there will be. He'll be well. He'll be put in a facility as well. He's not going to be put in like a high you know uh, top yeah. top security. He's not going to be a Greaterford. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. He's he's going to be put somewhere that they can uh, you know because I think he's blind where you know they can they can attend to his medical issues and yeah he's I think like in eighty he's eighty two eighty three so yeah oh, what if you had to babysit it Bob if they're like Bob you got to watch Cosby for three years he, had, he, was like, he was puttering around your house I I would actually as horrible the horrible things that that man did I still. I can still kind of separate it out from how funny he is and how funny he was. He's a horrible human being for what he did, but I would love to just sit with him. I'd love to babysit him and just try to yeah. try to you know, impersonate Fat Albert, like just to get him going. On hey, hey, hey! It's like I'm not gonna go and become like this huge Bill Cosby comedian Wipe fan Cosby. and buy all his stuff and listen to all his material. But if I was forced to babysit him for three years, it'd be hard to forget. That or it would hardly be hard to remember uh, every time he said something funny. Oh yeah, you raped fifty women. At yeah, one point I, he would say something funny, and I would forget all that, and I would laugh at it. No, right. Not letting him make a drink for me either. Ooh, I'm here all oh, night. Oh, hey. Try your waitress. Tip the veal. Oh my gosh. I have to roofie myself just to get laid some nights. <laughs> yeah, me too. I don't even want to have sex with myself. Oh my god. Yeah, I don't even want to do it either. I have to I have to get my hand to sleep so I can pretend oh, it's somebody else. Stranger. It's crazy. By the way. With John, John, John. <laughs> god, we are all over the place tonight. <laughs> I love cheap. it. Oh, there's a set of keys over there. I, I propose we do a history hour at least once a week, if not more. I, I I'm up for that. I think uh, yeah, I can. I need to come better prepared yeah, right. next time with more of a topic. Uh, yeah, right. So you guys, oh, you were right on. I just you guys just don't wove into topics. Other stuff in there and save my ass. Well, we were all over the place tonight, which is fine because it's been so long. I feel like we 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 blew the load. We, now we're we right had uh, we had a lot. We had two great topics: Andrew Jackson and Trail of Tears, and we didn't really talk about either. We spent exactly twenty three seconds on both of them. <laughs> right. <laughs> We spent was it twenty? It was about twenty three seconds. I, I have it here on my phone. Yeah, I was Clark's, Clark's been writing down. Bob's been the <laughs> clock clock keeper. Correction: twenty four seconds. Twenty four seconds. By the way, if you go to uh, just a little plug here, if you go to NASCAR dot com, you can actually watch clips. Um, yeah. They show all the crashes. Uh, they show the highlights from the race. So if you don't want to sit around, if you're like John, you don't want to sit around wasting your time. Watching a bunch of bubbles go around in a circle, you just go to NASCAR.com. NASCAR.com. Like, like Heather, Heather Before writes, we are. I just don't like watching videos because I'm afraid it's going to wake the baby. And like Heather sent me a video on my phone from where she is in Arizona. I just, I'm not going to watch it. I'm too afraid. I, it, it's I, like a help video. It's like, hey, we're stranded in the forest. You're the only number I can press with my nose. You're like, not watching this. Oh, not watching. God. Leave me alone. I can't no, be bothered by people this. People survived without <laughs> these things in the past. You'll be all right. 
One of the uh, ladies and gentlemen, one of the staple, well, mostly gentlemen, I'm sure listen to the show, or listen, ladies. No, to, no, no. Uh, one of the staples, ladies and gentlemen, that we like no. to do on History Hour is a little segment we like to call Would Bob Rather, 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 Would Bob Rather. Would he rather be in this situation or this based on historical elements of the history table? Uh, for example, in the past we did, would you rather have been at Pearl Harbor warning the island before or stop the assassination of JFK? Um, we like to do that again tonight if you boys are down for such a segment. Let's do it. John, are you ready for this Tom Fullerish yeah, get a sugar so battle? ready for this crap. What? I'm uh, cut it out. Yeah, yeah, I'm ready for this crap. Bob, would you rather... Have been at the Boston Massacre 10 minutes before to help out on either side, depending on which way your political views oh, go. The old, the old, the old loyalist, the old, uh, what do they, they call the loyalist back a then? Tory. A Tory. Tory. The old Tory. <clears throat> Would you have rather been at the Boston Massacre mm-hmm. beforehand to help out or been at Fort Sumter an hour before to position the troops at, for battle? At Fort Sumter? With Colonel at, Anderson? Yes, sir, at Fort Sumter or the Boston Massacre. Ooh, I would think rather about be, the rep, Think about the, the replications of each. I would have rather been at the Boston Massacre knowing what was going to happen. So, I, you know, I'd rip one of the rifles out of uh, – or I'd at least stop – I'd stop the, uh, the townspeople from throwing snowballs at the, Brit- at the Redcoats. And then I'd rip one of the rifles out of the hands of one of the Redcoats, Redcoats and start butt-stroking all of those stupid, stupid – Yeah, things. there you go. Butt-spears. So straight up violence. Just, just caving faces in with the butt of a, of a, 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 a 1780s musket. 1760s musket. Bob, I like your freedom. Caving faces in with my <laughs> – would Bob rather? Would Bob rather? I'm writing this down. How do you spell Bob? B O H. Same way frontwards and backwards. <sighs> Would Bob? Yeah, it's like a ATM pin code. They work if you're getting robbed. They do it backwards unless it's the same numbers back and forth. That's kind of a myth. Would oh Bob gosh. rather have stopped a train heading into Auschwitz to save the Jews on board? Oh, just that one train. Just one train, oh. but it's but the as Spielberg said, the saving one life is saving the world entire. Absolutely. Or have stopped the bombing of the USS Arizona. So just one train and just the Arizona. Yes, sir. Everything else happens. All the other camps, atrocities, and the other ships happen. Wow. This is well, this is a tough one. If you guys don't have an address, people can write letters to. Uh, but. Just, just simply because of the fact, you know, we're all humans in this world. We all inhabit this great green earth. We're all together in this whole deal in this, on this pale blue dot flying around in outer space. But the, ma- the main reason I'm making this call is because these were Americans on that ship. And, yes. And I would have to save that torpedo, stop that torpedo from going into the Arizona. Um, of course. But certainly not uh, not to any – not – Simply just because those are those are fellow Americans on that ship. I would have done the same, sir. That's equally tragic. Very, very, very well said. Yeah. Uh, WBR, or the uh, as the initials for, would Bob rather have been Manning, uh, first pilot on Apollo Eleven, 
to the moon? Basically. Or, okay, would you rather be on Apollo 11? So be, be Neil Armstrong. Yes, sir. Oh but gosh. it's Bob in this case. Thank you. It's Bob whose arms are strong uh, on Apollo 11. <laughs> okay. Apollo on. Or, or be the guy who stopped World War One from happening. Oh, wow. Stop the assassination of Franz Ferdinand in Sarajevo. Right. Yes. I heard. I just heard that story. I'm going to be a real dick right now. I'm really selfish. I'd rather be Neil Armstrong in Apollo 11. Yeah, there you go. Instead yeah. of stopping slaughter of millions of people in Europe. That's so true. That was going to happen anyway. That was just a, that was just right. a match to the keg. Right. Would, would Bob rather Cigarette. be a Union soldier for a day and take out 15, which is impossibly uh, hard to do in 1863, take out 15 Confederate soldiers at Gettysburg just with your rifle necks. and – what's that? Just snapping their necks, not even snap using necks. Snap it necks. Would you rather be at Gettysburg fighting for a day and emerge a hero or be a World War II soldier in Germany? For an entire year without a kill. But you're still valuable. You're still witnessing greatness. I think I'd like to snap some Confederate necks. There you go. You know what's interesting? How many people survived Gettysburg? We only talk about how many people died. But the, the guys who fucking somehow made it. I think you had, between both sides, I think you had something in the order of like 180,000 men, maybe close to 200,000 men, uh, and you had 54,000 casualties, so you do the math. Oh, okay. Uh, Holy not God. very good at math. Fuck. They were eventually Bob. just like, screw this. Yeah. We're not, we're not going to, this is going nowhere. Yeah, and you're talking like, a 50 cal bullet these days can almost like blow your head off, if it hits you in the neck and hits your spine, it almost blow your head off your shoulders. They were using the, the, the oh. lead that they were shooting around there was 52 caliber on a lot of those rifles. And it's just a slug. It's just like basically rocks. a rifle slug. I mean, it just hits you and destroys whatever it hits. God, God help you if it hits your bone. I mean, any kind of bone. You know, you want it to go in and out and pass through because that will keep it true. It's a bone and it mushrooms out. You're dead. You're, you're, you're just fucking done. Oh, just splinters. Cool. Yeah. Bob, would you rather, final question of the night, fly a F-117 stealth fighter and bomb the shit out of Saddam Hussein and Gaddafi's palaces in the same day, killing them both? Saddam. Or be a guy that injected Osama bin Laden with a virus that will kill him. Injected Osama bin Laden with a virus. There we go. What about beat him with your fists? I'd rather – actually, it would be better to just beat his head, push his face into the back of his skull uh, until he's completely unrecognizable. Like they would have to do a DNA test. Would sure. you rather, Like Bob, the Mountain and the Viper, Game of Thrones, season four. Yes. Would you rather be ready to board a flight and you and Kerry get into a bit of a tiff, an argument? That's never happened before. Or boarding a flight with John and I, and as we sit down, we both look at you and go – we have explosive diarrhea, and there ain't no getting up because of the turbulence. Go. That, that's a tough one. I'm just kidding. You don't have to answer that. There is nothing worse than an angry wife. In any that situation. is true. So I, I would take you and John with the diarrhea all day. I, I like angry, my, angry wife, I like my, angry life. I like my wife happy. 
Yeah. Yeah, and guess what? I don't care how bad the turbulence is, I'm getting up to poop. Oh yeah. Absolutely. I would almost I would almost even, you know, if I knew you guys were eventually going to crap yourself or have to get up, I would almost uh, take the initiative and just take a dump on one of you. Oh my gosh. Just, a just preemptive. Oh my gosh. A preemptive, right? Just yeah, just to get out of the way. Yeah. Oh Shots fired. Just to even the playing field. Oh my gosh. It's so true. disgusting when you think about them. It's recirculated air. Everybody's farting. It's disgusting. And oh, I did yeah. it the entire flight. People yeah, were gagging, and like, I was denying it. When I, when I was I, acting offended. When I flew I was caught. 12 hours, a flight to, you're on a plane for 12 hours, recirculated air. Yeah, it, yeah. You, you, you feel like, I mean, I, could, I took my pants off that night at the hotel room, and they, they chased Carrie around the room. <laughs> I, I, I wear a diaper. <laughs> Um, we have time, right? Are we wrapping this up? Because I had a, I, had, I did have a question though, a uh, serious one for Bob. Um, I, 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 I wear a diaper. On the fl- I wear a diaper. On the flight, I watched Chappaquiddick. We're all familiar with that story. Yes. He really dodged uh, a bullet there. He, I mean, Ted Kennedy, if you're not familiar, oh, yeah, in 1969, July 18th, Friday night, he killed somebody by accident. Joe Kabetni. Yes. He drove off a cliff, didn't report it for nine hours. If that were anybody else, they would be fried. Um, he real, they, But I, I didn't realize the aftermath of the strings they pulled and the influence they used to get him off. I mean, that guy really... And to think, really it's not like he's some nobody. He's a known person. He's, like, famous. It's like you can't just hope this will just be swept away. Yeah, well, he comes in and tells his staffer, he's like, well, I'm uh, not going to be able to run for president now. Not good. Right. Have you seen the movie? Yes, I did. Yeah, he's like. And it's very well done. I think it's and I think it's very well done. It's even handed. It doesn't like because uh, there's obviously a lot of people out there with an axe to grind against the Kennedys, especially Ted Kennedy. And there's also a lot of people out there who love the Kennedys and they're adored and they're made you know. Big, I love the Kennedys. Bigger than they were in life, but I think it was pretty even handed. You know what he did I was too. I agree. And what I didn't realize before I watched the movie was I you know obviously you knew about Chappaquiddick, Mary Jo Kopechny, and and all that stuff. Uh, realize, realize she didn't drown. She suffocated in that car. Yes, right. she did. I, I did not know that. It wasn't, uh, wait, was she unconscious, though? No. No. Then when they found her, she didn't have any water in her lungs. Like, that's the first thing the coroner said. Like, she didn't drown. She's, this is suffocation. And, and, and they, he said that he dived back in oh. a few times to, to I look doubt, for her. I, doubt he did. Yeah, I don't think he did. Right. I think I think too probably he may like hit his head or something and he probably wasn't even all with it. He was, he was also hammered, but he was even probably worse off. He was wasn't all with it either. That's why, even you know, you get in a car crash, let alone you know a, a very you know attractive young woman who's not your wife. You're out in the middle of the night with her. You're gonna get her out of the car. <laughs> oh yeah. Just do you if, think that would have happened today? And if if uh, let's just say. Um... Uh, just, I'm talking about just the, to cover your own ass, you're going to get her out of the car. Not to mention, you're also a fellow human being, and you want to try to save somebody. Yeah, right. I know. Like, what a fucking coward! But, like, how could you just let someone the coward? Someone you know. Wouldn't yeah. you feel guilty? Like, I would rather die than have somebody yeah. die at my hands. I couldn't I live with be that. Able to live the rest right. of. My- and I think that's why you saw because he changed after that. That's why you he saw. Did. I think he was making up for for that this whole life. And I don't. You never. You never live. I. I. And I hope, rightfully so. I hope every night before he laid down at night, he thought about her and what he did. And that was my next so question. Connected. You don't you think he could just 
go somewhere, make a call and be like, yo, I need help. I crashed off a bridge. Like, why was he, was he like driving drunk or like, I don't get he was, it. He was drunk and, the, uh, and, oh. and it was like only like four feet of water, I think. Five feet of water. Cause it was the, like a yeah. little creek over a tiny little bridge. Right. Yeah. And if that happened today, which is my next question that Bob answered, would or my, my, I'm sorry, my next question would be, did he because he lived a great life. Did that change him? And I think it did. I think, it did. I think he pr- had to prove himself. And I hope every night before, you know, he went to bed, he asked God for forgiveness. Because, by the way, Joe Kennedy was an asshole. Um, yeah. I mean, that guy, like the stories about the rapes. I mean, that guy was a piece was of scumbag. shit. He was a total scumbag. It reminds me of when, when Bob, the one episode goes, Mao was a piece of shit. Talking about Mao. Uh, obviously, Mao. Joe Kennedy didn't kill Mao. people that we know of. But he was a piece of shit. And the way, what's that? He was involved in organized crime. Yeah, I mean, he was a real piece of shit. And for Ted Kennedy to be the last Kennedy brother, the weight of that in the shoulders on that family was really fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, he he actually, you know, in terms of his lucky, uh, he was lucky. He lived a life of luxury that his brothers never uh, really got to afford. You know, Joe died of luxury. Bobby Kennedy. Okay. Yeah, and Ted Ted Sword Ted Sorensen in the movie. Um, yeah, the the guy was Kennedy's speechwriter, I think, right? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Because when when um, Joe Kennedy got the team together, I, I recognized the guy from Shawshank Redemption in there too. Guard Hadley was yes. in there. He's older. He's cool. But they were like, no, 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 get Ted out of this. These guys were. It was unconscionable. There was no conscience there to be like, well, he killed someone. Let's just worry about getting you out of this fix. Like, it's amazing that they would do that. The expediency of the matter instead of, you know, here's the humanity, the humanity of it all. You know, it was, let's save the, the family name. And, you know, look, look at where we're at today with, uh, you know, say what you want, you know, with Judge Kavanaugh and these allegations from 35 years ago. I mean, God help any of us if they dug in any of our past and, you know. Oh, yeah. Wanted to dig something out like that. But we're also at the same token. We're not running for a lifetime uh, appointment on the Supreme Court. So you're held to a much higher standard there. Uh, oh, I, I would be screwed if they dug. Uh, There's a lot of nudes of me out there. <laughs> I was just going to say, they're the digging. They're digging it would it's, take it's, one shovel strike. But but it's it's it just it, – and you're seeing it here too. You, you get lost in the politics and people forget about the humanity of the situation. You know, whether and I think she's telling the truth, but, you know, it was 35 years ago. And and look at everybody just retreating to their side. The Democrats want to cry foul. They're too far on the victim side. And the Republicans, you know, want to just kind of sweep this under the rug and make sure that they get approved because there's really it's getting down to be too late. They can't bring another person up because they get their asses kicked in the midterms. And Trump just wants to say the most, like, disrespectful thing possible. Um, You should have reported it. He's been so... So It's a lie. Like, he's stupid at every turn. He says the dumbest shit. Somebody got in his ear about this, and up leading up to until yesterday, he was very measured in what he was saying. And finally, it's like he couldn't hold back anymore. It's like the Uh stupid Donald Trump, the fifth grader, was like, oh, I gotta... gotta He was Bruce Banner long enough. Yeah, yeah, should have been reported. And as as far as the film Chappaquiddick goes, just to, on an acting standpoint, I gotta tip the hat to Jim Gaffigan and Ed Helms, two comedic actors who killed it in that movie. They, they really oh, wow. did. They exceeded my expectations because when I first, I, I wasn't sure who was who was gonna play who, and when I right. first saw them, I'm like, oh man, this might not be that good. But they yeah. really 
They knocked it out of the park. They did. They really knocked good. it out of the park. Was that nominated for anything? Big fan. I don't think so. I'm not. I don't think so. Uh, it it it's definitely it's up there. If, I it got great reviews, but I don't. Yeah, it was amazing. I thought it was the guy, incredible. The guy who played uh, Ted Kennedy did a great job too. Jason Clark, yeah, he killed yeah. it. Because he's in another. He was in. Was he almost famous too? He was in. Um, he's in Wonderland. He was in Wonderland. Yes. Uh, about John Holmes. He's one of those kind of creepy looking actors. Yes, he always plays like a bad kind of dark, a, ba- a bad guy in all those in all those shows. Because he was the. He was the reason in that movie Wonderland, John Holmes, where uh, all those people got the shit kicked out of him. They were like, oh, yeah, Wonderland, the porn star, the yeah, Hollywood Hills. Holmes. Yeah. Right. He was the, the drug dealer weapon guy in that thing, the arms dealer. They did a great job, though. I mean, yeah, I thought all, it was great that play. Very well done. And even uh, What's-Her-Face, uh, the actress who played uh, Mary Jo Kopechny. I mean, she's she's outstanding. Yeah, they, they really did a great job. Yep. John, did you see that movie? I, I recommend it, sir. I'm sitting over here no. doing uh, calf raises because that's what I do when I'm thinking really hard if I should watch that as soon as we get done because it sounds pretty interessante. It's, it's interesting. Very interessant. It's good. And I can't wait for that new movie coming out, First Man, uh, about Neil Armstrong and the first moon mission. Oh, with oh, – um... right. With was that, it Ryan notebook. notebook. With who's in it? Notebook. Yes. Eh? Ryan Gosling, uh, right? Aren't they not putting the American eh? flag in there? There was a controversy uh, here. You know what? Yeah, America, we're the ones that landed on the moon. But yeah, and we, who, who gives a shit if they show the American flag or not? It's just another, oh, I don't care. It's another one I of this feel like they should. It's kind of a cool I shot. I feel like they should too, but it's being made a bigger deal because Fox News needed to have something to divert the attention away from the disaster that is uh, the White House. I, oh, I agree. No, I, I totally they, agree. Uh, they want to they do that. or Because when they ran out of another story of a white girl getting killed by uh, yeah, right. uh, immigrants. So Yeah, right. Right. Yeah, right. But that is a good flick, though. And it's, it looks cool. First, you man, actually, it's a cool You want to go to... With the Chappaquiddick, though, you want to you want to actually go there. It looks like a, it's Jaws. I mean, Martha's Vineyard. It yeah. looks like Jaws Town. You want to like Amity means friendship. Yeah, Amity means friendship. You want to go there, though. It looks cool. The beaches are going to be open. It's going to be a great time. This is where we make our money. It's what happens. Think... It's a hot lunch. Want to belly up and be on welfare next winter? Bellios. I think we can uh, put tonight the W column. You guys want to slice it in, or you guys want to chat about something else? Yeah, I'm ready to. I'm ready to jump off. Yeah, let's uh, let's slice it. We, now was, the rehearsals. This was a this was a jam and a half, boys. Now that the rehearsals are over, the question, of course, is Franklin Pierce, the president. Where was he born? <laughs> George Washington Crumpus. I just hit record on the podcast. Sorry, guys, forgot to do that in the beginning. Welcome to the show. Uh, last question: Was Ted Kennedy's wife as hot as she was in the movie back then? Uh, his first wife was, yeah. Uh, his first wife that he divorced, I think, in 81 or 82, uh, she was very attractive. Uh, she was an alcoholic. She had a big drinking problem. Ooh. Uh, two peas at a pod. Which Teddy liked his Jamesons as well. So yeah. He enjoyed a good drink. Uh, he was no stranger to some uh, good scotch. And pills. Yeah. You can check out all the shows for free on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and soon to be Roku. Roku. This has been History Hour. Bob, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. Enjoyed it. 
Yeah, for the gentleman in charge of NASCAR's starting lineup, Bob, to the man in charge of having plans every time NASCAR comes up, John, to the man in charge of sitting in his car and going, yeah, because he's throwing up myself, <laughs> Matthew Clark. Thank you so much for listening. Good night, everybody. Idiocy dropped. <laughs> <laughs> God, Godspeed. Class dismissed.